Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s and the 1990s. I'm Mo Shapiro, and I'm here with Max Tricky Dick Sanders. I am not a crook. And uh, wow, we are live on video. How do you feel about that, bud? Rubbery. You can take the mask off. Now. Again? Okay. <laughs> Wait, I, can't I, hear, take, okay. I can't hear a damn word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween masks are good ideas for like three minutes, and when, then you get sweaty, you can't see. When we do... Um, Oh my God, uh, Tarantino's movie. Uh, Pulp Fiction? Pulp, when we do Pulp Fiction, yeah. I, we're going to start the episode off with you in the gimp mask. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right, Max. Well, look, this is it. This is the new era of Buzz in the Tower. People can see us. For the last three years, we have been a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. And today we expand our reach both into video and the movies of the 1990s. It's That's very exciting. exciting stuff. It's very exciting. Yeah. I'm nervous. Big shout out to our friends over at 80stees.com. I've got my Johnny Utah shirt and the lovely Tricky Dick Nixon mask was compliments of their incredible store. If you have a love for 80s movies and 90s movies, don't be fooled by the name of their website. It's just good search engine optimization. 80s Tees, that's 80stees.com. Swing by the store. You can pick up everything from your favorite bands and movies and pop culture from the 80s, 90s, and I believe even the 2000s, if that's a real thing. What's your favorite shirt you got from them? Oh, Miyagi Dojo. That's really good. My, my Miyagi Do uh, with the bonsai tree and everything. Yeah. That's probably my favorite one. What about you? Mr. DNA, the Jurassic Park. Shh, that's a secret. Oh, we okay. haven't released that. Sorry. Yet. Release me. <laughs> is Independence Day is 96. <laughs> yeah. I mean, welcome the, to Earth. The, the funny part about our show, and yeah. I've been for the last three years, three years, dude. Yeah. We've been doing this three years. So excited about all the 80s movies that we do. But I got to tell you, like, the catalog of the 90s movies, as we were just talking in pre-show, yeah. it, it's incredible. Like, I, there are so many good movies. I'm very excited. Yeah, and you in particular. Yeah. Well, yeah. I all credit to you. The majority of what you did for the last three years was on-the-fly learn and regurgitate. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you, you introduced yourself yeah. to an entire genre of film that you had previously had very little exposure to. It was the only way I get it on the show. If you didn't even know, I just... People need to know that the 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 genesis of this show was that you had never seen the movie Predator. Yep. That's incredible to me. I know. <laughs> I'd only seen 35 80s movies when we started this. And, and now what's your number up to? Uh, 592. That's incredible. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. So w- as we jump into Point Break, which for three years we've been talking about yeah. doing Point Break. It's like, how is this not an 80s movie? It is an 80s movie in uh, one regard. It's it not. Was shot, it was shot in 89. That doesn't count. I, I know, but it's got the feel <laughs> and it's got the, it's got my, my, my plums. Yeah. Laura, Lori Petty is very 80s. Yeah. she's. You know, I met her. No way. When I lived in California, I went to a bar one night and she was sitting at that bar. And Did you go for she's it? She's super cool. And is Did you take a swing? No, not at all. What? I was super intimidated by her and I think I just watched Tank Girl like a year earlier, yeah. and which is a, a, on terrible its own right, a terrible movie. But like, <laughs> I, I just like, that's Lori Petty for sure. She's super nice. I yeah. think, I, I don't remember if I even asked for an autograph. This is 25 years ago. Yeah. I lived in LA. Was it 25? Yeah, it was about 25 years ago. Max, I want to, I want before we jump into Point Break, which mm. of course we're going to do. Oh, also YouTube for our listeners, because this will come out like normal, but for our, our faithful listeners, go to YouTube and absolutely subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel because you can watch and listen to our podcast like normal, but now you get to see our beautiful faces. Should we wave to the camera? Hey. Hi. Is that the right one? Or? Well, you got camera, oh my God, camera so one, many. Seriously? camera yeah. two, camera three. I don't even know what's going on. <clears throat> there's two cameras on you at any time. That's terrifying. Assume you're in a grocery store. Just don't steal anything. I used to steal from grocery stores all the time. Every single time you tell me that you used to do something bad, it yeah. doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Like, if Filet you mignon, I used to kick puppies, two cent I peanuts. Go, oh God, unbelievable. <laughs> 
I'm going to start off with a very hot take. Uh, and I think you'll appreciate this. So Patrick Swayze, so not me. great. I'm going to need you to not do that. <laughs> my, my New Year's resolution <laughs> is to be nice to you, and I need yours is to not be a, a, a stammering buffoon. I didn't agree to that. I know. I made promises to other people. <laughs> you also can't rehash your jokes 100 times. I'll murder you. <laughs> You're like, I don't have anything to say then. Go on. Go on. Point Break is to my feel of 90s movies what Predator is to my feel of 80s movies. If 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 for me, I can't speak on behalf of the rest yep. of the world as a defining action film. I don't want to take it to the whole genre of like all film because some people they don't dig action films. Predator is the definition of 80s action. Point Break is the definition of 90s action. Now, here's the monkey wrench that I throw into this. The highest grossing films in the 90s that were action films almost all have Schwarzenegger in them. Terminator 2. Uh, Total Recall. The Matrix? Uh, no. Well, hold on. Uh, not Total Recall. True Lies. Yep. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. Eraser. If you can peel that back, in the 80s, there just simply aren't as many movies like The Matrix, Speed, Point Break. Speed. I know I know, yeah. I'm, I know. all of that. The ones I'm naming have Keanu yeah. Reeves, but... There was a, a, a there was a period of time in the '90s where this less muscular, slender, handsome, thinking man's—I can't believe I'm calling Keanu Reeves thinking man—but um, <laughs> that that was more what you had in the '90s. Whereas in the '80s, it was like Stallone Mu- yeah, and, Schoen, and and Dolph Lundgren. So, God, to a lesser extent, it was almost cartoon characterish yeah. in the '80s, and in the '90s, it was more like alternative. Yeah, you know? and to me, Point Break. Is the is the beginning and end the same way again? Predator didn't come out in 80, 1980. It came out in eighty seven. Yeah, so with I, RoboCop and all that. Good right. Stuff. So I'm not I'm not making the case that it like set the tone. I'm just yeah. saying when I think of eighties action film, mm. I think of Predator. Yeah. When I think of nineties action film, where's your head go right away? To me, Terminator Two. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good. <laughs> do you know one. what? You want to hear something crazy? Terminator, it, Terminator you, Two came out one week after this. You could see them as a double feature. Do you? That's amazing. Yeah. Do you though? When you when you think of Terminator Two, despite it being unquestionably an action film, isn't there that little rub of sci-fi? Oh, aren't you like this? Big is sci- old rub. Yeah. yeah. So so for me, like pure action film. I see that defeats my Predator argument because Predator is totally sci-fi <laughs> too. God bless America. Well, no, it's like Fast and Furious in two thousands kind of thing, which was a dead whoa, rip. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, easy. Sorry, you're getting into some of the things I have to talk about today. <laughs> All right, so Max, as always, I will tell anyone uh, new to the show, subscribe, uh, leave a review, check out our YouTube page as well, push that to your friends and family. And also, Spotify, and it's video too. Have we, will we have that up and running by this episode? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know technology. No, we're going to have to let that one sit on Mo's shoulders. Yeah. Uh, also, a <laughs> shout out to Bradley Coster, who is our definitive answer to all the questions except you don't know his name remember last episode you forgot it's very his name. embarrassing it was very embarrassing uh he will be doing all of our video editing this is in part when we tell you to join our patreon that's why because Coster's not cheap i mean he is two thousand dollars an hour really that's i meant to tell you him and julia roberts a pretty woman should get together yes absolutely you know she was making like ten dollars an hour when after he paid her that's incredible uh so big shout out to Coster who's doing all of our video work and editing and all that fun stuff. But that being said, patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. That's how you can support the show so we can continue to pump out nineties content. By the way, Jen Bueller asked, when are we doing the next Patreon thing? That's so, a great call. Yeah. Hot T- pressure tomorrow, on you. Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Bueller. Anyone? <laughs> Not tomorrow, but soon. Yeah. Very soon. Uh today we're talking about oh, I'm sorry, social media at Buzz in the Tower is our handle. Check out our TikTok. You'll love it. Uh all of our social media channels with TikTok in particular. 
And buzzinthetower.com, our website, pick up some swag for the new year. Max, happy new year. And let's talk happy about new year. Point Break. This movie was 34 years ago today. You're 34 years ago today. What do you think of that? Wait, 33, actually. In Los Angeles, <laughs> California, a gang of bank robbers call themselves the ex-presidents. They commit their crimes while wearing masks of ex-president Reagan, Carter, Nixon, and Johnson. The FBI, the FBI, believes that the members of a gang could be surfers and send young agent Johnny Utah undercover at the beach to mix with the surfers and gather information. Utah meets surfer Bodie and gets drawn into the lifestyle of his new friend. What's the coolest thing anyone can ever do? Surfing. No, it's bank robbing. Yeah. Then surfing? Yes. Second is is surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bank robbing, as a guy... Do you ever walk into a bank? You're like, how could I case this place? As a guy. I don't know. There's just something about it. It's like, one, it's the masculinity and toughness of taking down a bank. And two, it's like free money. And that just. You do love free money. Yeah. Directed by Catherine Bigelow, uh, Hurt Locker, also married to Michael Bay. Nope. Nope. James Cameron. James Cameron. Thank you. (laughs) Michael Bay, James Cameron, same thing. At the time that this was made, her and James Cameron did the rewrite of the script. So that's a nice little in-house treat to have. And written by Rick King and Peter Liff and starring, oh man, (laughs) all the stars. Patrick Swayze as Bodie, Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah, Gary Busey as Pappas, Lori Petty is Tyler. I love, by the way, you know my friend Pappas, right? Yeah. The the degenerate. Bill Pappas. Uh, yeah. His whole name out there, that's great. But uh, I love that they both have the same name. They're both degenerates. John C. McGinley as uh, John McGinley. Just Young, kidding. As dumb, ben and full of yummy yogurt. Oh, man, Max, yogurt. Let's not have that ever again. But uh, James LaGrosse as Roach. John Philbin as Nathaniel. I'm giving you these names because later it's kind of pertinent to what's going on. Let me drop Pertinent. It. Yeah. You like that word? I do. All right. Now let me drop to this one. Uh, Anthony Kiedis is tone. Yeah. I love seeing the Red Hot Chili Peppers crop up in this movie. And Max, I know in a previous episode we talked about this, but probably the single most important role ever in the entire movie. Is Naked Stabby course, Chick? Naked Stabby Chick. You may remember a movie called Roadhouse. Yes. Do you recall that film? I do. I'm glad you recall that film. In that film, there was a young woman who played, uh, what's his face's girlfriend? Wesley. Wesley. Your recall on things is better than mine. Your total recall is yeah, better than I mine. Got more to, I got more time on my hands. You, you got three have, kids. That's also true. Uh, this young, beautiful woman was dating the antagonist, Wesley, and she, was got, getting beaten she got roughed up a yeah. little bit. Um, Doing aerobics with a black eye. She also took her clothes and top off at the bar. She did. Swayze was just all cool about it. He didn't was even, super cool about didn't it. Didn't even look at her. He was and, like, come uh, on, get Fast forward to a little movie called Point Break. There yep. is a scene in this movie where Utah is having his first bust. No pun intended. It's going badly. It's going very poorly. He overslept because he made love to sweet <laughs> Lord Petty on the beach. And there's a lawnmower incident. There's all types of things going on. And when he finally breaks into the house, there is a beautiful young woman in the shower who is butt naked, who attacks Johnny Utah. And Max, the name of that actress is... Denise, what's her name? I need you to look it up, Max. <laughs> Give me the name. No, no, I have it. I have it. Move quickly. It's Denise something. Denise something. No, uh, Julie Michaels. Julie Michaels. There is no Denise. <laughs> Julie Michaels. She's Denise in Roadhouse. There you go. Oh, by the way, do you know what her name in this movie is? I don't. Is it? Take a guess. I, uh, shower Chick? You'll never get it. I, I'm not going to guess. It's Freight Train. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> 
Can you imagine dating a hot blonde surfer chick named, named Freight Train? Yeah. Mom, be, Dad. Mom, I want you to meet Freight Train. <laughs> we'll call her Freight for short. FT. So that I think there are, I think of of all of the cameos, so to speak, that pop up in movies, a cameo is not even the right word, but this blows my mind. I the just random kind of like 15th lead. I love that yeah. there are two people on earth that were in Roadhouse and Point Break, Patrick Swayze and not Denise. Oh my God. I'm trying to think if there's anybody <laughs> I'm else. I'm calling her not Denise. Yeah. Freight Train. Freight Train. There you go. Yeah. Good old freight train. Max, there are so many facts about this movie. I don't know where to start. I also, in general, wouldn't mind going through the entire movie with you, but we'll have to kind of navigate how we want to do that. I have a question, though. Who's cooler? Is it Dalton or is it Bodie? Bodie. Unquestionable. Bodie's cooler? Bodie's cooler. Dalton's pretty cool, man. He is. Bodie's cooler. They're both spiritual? Because because, because Bodie's a bad guy. Bad guy edge always gets you there. I mean, Dalton's ripping out throats. Chicks dig scars. He's got so many scars. Chicks dig scars. Dalton has more scars. I was referencing they the have movie, replacements. The replacements. I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. The only other movie where Keanu Reeves plays an Ohio State quarterback, which we'll talk about in a minute. So I've actually accepted this as because he's bad at his job as an FBI agent and he's not a great quarterback in uh, the, in the, the replacements. replacements. Yeah, thank you. Look, see, you were yeah. able to do that without taking six yeah. minutes of break time. Thank we, you. We got it. All yeah. right. Because <laughs> we're having a good time. <laughs> because he's an Ohio State quarterback and he sucks. So um, we're jumping, we're jumping around. This is what we do on the show. So let me say this. I think everyone who's listening to this episode has seen the movie point break, but as a refresher, Johnny Utah in this movie, I think he's playing a 25 year old or 24 year old. Correct. He's out of law school. Yeah. He's out of law school and he's got to be, well, he's not just out of law school. He's got to be out of the Academy. The beginning of the movie, he's at the FBI Academy going through the training montage. Yeah. I don't know how long, I mean, feds makes us think it's like six months. Well, if we base everything on feds, then we should, we should. Let's assume that he, he blows his knee out. It's got to be his junior year. Bent backwards. So, So he's talking about going pro. So yeah. the, the, and you find out in the storyline of this movie that Johnny Utah is an ex-Ohio State Boo. quarterback. I know. It's the only, there's only two football players that I like from Ohio State. Chris Spielman and yeah. Johnny Utah. That's it. Yeah. Um, but he gets his leg bent backwards. I'm assuming he was a junior and or either a sophomore or a junior because he was going pro the following year and he didn't go pro because he bent his leg back. Mm. So that puts him at about 19 or 20 when he stops playing football, goes into law school. Law school is two years, two years. That puts him at 22, two years in the academy, 22, 24. Sure. He's so 25 in the movie. 25 in the movie. He he comes into this incredible opportunity to be a part of bank robbery in Los Angeles, which, which is, is the number one hub. Yeah. The hub of it, which is interesting. They always do this. Uh, the town, Watertown was the number one bank robbery place in like the early 2000s, too. So it's like, is this true or are you just saying in movies they just do this? It is true because a producer read this in a newspaper like, oh, L.A. is the bank capital of the world. And he's watching surfing. He's like, what if I combine the two? That which is wild. Wasn't he like taking a nap on the beach? Yeah. Well, so also interestingly enough, I read that as well. Yeah. That's how he came up with the idea. But it was originally supposed to be, I just say originally six times, uh, skateboarders. Yeah. I mean, that's way less cool. Yeah. That wouldn't have felt as good. That would have felt more Citizens on Patrol, (laughs) Police Academy Four to me. David Spade gets yeah. on his bike. And Tony Hawk. Yeah. Tony Hawk was in that too. Don't forget. That'd be cool. That's a little bit. Um, the beginning of this movie, I'm going to, I romanticize this movie because there are elements of this movie that I think are unique, right? Well, it's the most highbrow, low action movie of all time. You, you nailed it. Yeah. You know, you don't even get into like the blood and guts of this movie until two thirds of the way when you start getting people shot, killed, punched in the face, blood everywhere. You don't meet Bodie till 23 minutes in. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Um, the beginning of this movie, the juxtaposition between the surfing? FBI Academy yeah. and the surfing and that that 
um, the score of this movie, that uh, almost symphony type music that's yeah. played slow with the rain dropping and Utah's got gum and he's chewing the gum. I hundred percent. I yeah, hundred percent. Good job. And you were no hundred percent Utah. Yeah, Let's yeah, do it right. Hundred yeah. percent Utah. Good at, job. At the end, they mirror it too because yeah. at the end, it's raining when they're on the uh, Bondi Beach. Yeah, exactly. Bell's Beach. Bell's yeah. Beach, not Bondi. And Bell's he's Beach. and Bodie surfing, yeah. and uh, Utah's being an FBI agent. Vacandias. Yeah, he's not coming back. Oh man, Max. How pissed would you be as an Australian cop? It's like, come well, on. One Australian cop seemed very pissed off. He was yelling. I would be too. You'd be pissed about anything. Um, you think it's okay that he let him ride the wave? Yeah, you know, things were different in the 90s. People <laughs> got away with things differently. So the you see the surfers, um, and then you basically cut right to Keanu Reeves, Johnny Utah, arriving in Los Angeles and meeting his new co-workers. Harp. Harp. Harp is John McKinley. Who, John C. McGinley. John C. McGinley, who scrubs. He's incredible. Dr. Cox. Yeah, Dr. Cox. Look at you. Did your homework. I love Dr. Cox. He's great. He's great. Um, he's This is my favorite role of his. Hands down, all time, no questions asked. Oh, my God. He's so good in seven as the no, SWAT leader. No, he's the best. This is his absolute best. Young, dumb. Yeah. That, that's like the best line ever. Not just that, but Blue like flame how prickly he is. Yeah. And then Utah, just like, you know, I want my men in shape. He's like, yeah. I take the skin <laughs> off of chicken, And then he eats sir. the donut. And then he eats the donut. <laughs> Love these. I used to give them two at a time. They get jammed <laughs> right here. There's an a-hole sorters in our uh, in L.A. It's like not not so far. Yeah, the blue flames. <laughs> I also love these terms like blue flames. Like clearly they were doing research with like you know FBI people and they yeah. were learning these terms like blue flame special from Quantico. I'm blown away about how well this script is written for yeah. two people that didn't really write anything prolific afterwards. So in in addition to the script part of it, there's something else that I think is great about this movie, and it goes to my little like nerdiness of, of things. They did things that you wouldn't see in action films and that we take for granted that happen all the time. So there's two in particular, one in in the part of the movie we're talking about, it's the walk and talk shooting. Mm-hmm. So West Wing d- d- is famous for doing this. I was right? listening to West Wing on the way here. Yeah. So like you know how West Wing would do the they're all walking together and the camera yeah. is moving with them. So when Johnny first meets um McGinley, yeah, like, like, Harp. Harp. When Johnny first meets Harp. And he's doing the walk through the FBI thing yeah. like that, that the grittiness to that shot is incredible and that he's moving with them. That's that walk and talk. And you also and we'll get into more detail with the chase scene when uh, he's going after Bodie and it almost feels like the music video sabotage. Yeah. For, cameras bouncing yeah, kind it, of thing with them. That gyroscope they had on there. It's a pogo stick. Yeah. They, they it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, you hadn't seen a lot of stuff like that. Right. Yeah. The other thing, too, Max, and I thought and you probably have this, but these are just kind of like notes that I made when I was watching the movie. Which, by the way, talk about like how you and I have the best job in the world. Yeah, I just got to watch Point Break last week. Again. No, you just texted me a picture of the screen. I know. Like, mm. I'm like, mm, I love myself some Point Break. So, the movie itself has so many incredible quotes and and aspects to it and scenes. If you even knew that you knew nothing, that would be something. But you don't. Yeah, <laughs> I am going to use that. I've, I heard that. I go. I should be saying this to Max all the time. The the thing that I was going to mention to you that I thought was kind of cool is when they when you first meet Pappas. Yep, it's the bricks. It's it, yeah. He's like, I've been in the field twenty two years, and I don't know. I don't know what that's getting bricks. And then he cannonballs in there. I like when movies do this. I like when they and maybe it's lazy on my part. I don't care. I like when you know right away who Utah is, who Harp is, and who Pappas is within minutes of meeting. But them. they they actually confound expectations because. Usually it's the old guy teaching the new guy the ropes, and in this one it's Keanu getting Pappas like hyped up. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Do you feel alive?" Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. Like, I was like, "Whoa!" The new guy is in his face. Uh, you're right. 
I still, yeah. I still though, even, I mean, like his quotes are incredible, right? Yeah. Like I was taking shrapnel and caisson while you were crapping in your hands and rubbing <laughs> it in your face. Like it's, that's the most old guy to young, by the way, that's why just beauty to this say, movie. Though. This movie isn't perfect by any means. Like the, the, uh, the, the emotional range that they go through from like, like Oh, we got to work the drop car. And yeah. he's a little annoyed to yeah. like, I was taking <laughs> shrapnel and Kate. Like he literally goes nuts for no reason, but whatever. I don't care. I love this movie so much. I'm willing to ignore all the. He didn't want to do the drop car. He was frustrated. Tell me that, that you don't feel this way because I bet you do feel this way. The first time you see the dead presidents, yep. Doesn't it kind of feel to you like Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight when they all have their masks on and the way it was shot? Yeah, I would say that's more serious. This is more just kind of like I agree. Yeah, For, forget the the subtext of the story. Yeah, just the way it's shot. Yeah. Where they're like, it's that quick, again, that fast moving, quick cutting. And it's focusing on the eyes yeah. and the intimidation. Did and it kind of have that feel? It's good. It's, w- would it be the craziest thing if we found out that Christopher Nolan was a little bit influenced by this? Because I know it he feels was, like it. He was obsessed with heat. I know that. So that. that's, so yeah. wait, wait, because okay. that's my next one I was yeah. going to give you. Doesn't this also feel like both the shootout scene? Yeah. So the last robbery when Utah's with them. Yeah. Doesn't that have a feel of heat to it? The running, the chase, and all, all that. All of it, right? Yeah. So, this is like the quick sketch version of those things. Those yeah. were more formulated out with a larger budget and totally. all that kind of stuff. Totally. So I kind of like how they rob banks, though, because this is how you should do it. 90 seconds. Yeah. In and out. Can I ask you a question? Never go to the vault. Then why did he go to the vault at the end? So I think that... What, a death wish or... Not a death wish. I think that... I, I'm sure there's books written on what this is analogous to. Yeah. But... Th- I think about when I was, uh, remember um, Dare, like Don't Do Drugs, like the, yeah, the campaign? Yeah, didn't work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> For you, it didn't work. <laughs> but I remember being in like middle school and being educated on why you should never do cocaine or yeah. why you should never do heroin. And one of the things that it stuck in my head when we were being educated on this is that- You're going to rob banks? Yeah, no. You're constantly <laughs> chasing a high that you'll never get again. Yeah. And this idea that you're pushing yourself as hard as you can to get back to the level that you were and you could never get back there again. So I think what this reflects is- all the other guys in Bodie's crew, for them, it's like, we just want enough cash so we can surf. Yeah. For Bodie, he it's doesn't care high. about it. He wants the high. Yeah. He is, he's chasing, what do they call it? The heroin, chasing the, dr- chasing dragon. the dragon. Chasing yeah. the dragon. Remember he, Randy playing the video game yeah. in South Park? <laughs> You're, yeah, I couldn't remember. I thought it was maybe the white horse. Was this, there something I mean, that, about a white horse? That is something about Yeah, I, mean, that, I don't know. That's what I'm going to call yeah. it chasing the yeah. dragon. Yeah. I think that's incredible. Yeah. But that's the whole thing is like for Bodie, it's it's the it's the high, right? So like once they know that Johnny Utah is an FBI agent, his plan's insane. The fact that their yeah. idea is no, 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 we're not going to kill him or we're not going to cut ties and leave town. We're going to kidnap yeah. his girl and force him to skydive with us, <laughs> and then we are going to take him back and rob a bank with him. Yeah, that my friend, that is like I'm going to lick this frog so I can hallucinate. That is crazy. Get your get your fix high. Yeah, that's why this movie has some parallels to me to Fight Club. Where you're kind of following the prolific weird leader that's kind of kind okay, of a little against bit. society, kind a of a little bit. I it's mean, like, Fight Club to me is such a unique film that exists in its own, you know, stratosphere that mm-hmm. I, I would have trouble. But again, I, I see the Pied Piper. Yeah, I got you. I yeah. got you. That's fair enough. Um, so I know that we have facts, but I feel like we're actually on a good pace going through the movie itself. So they, I, I, I want to go on. I want to go down a path. Can okay. I go down a path? Can yep. I get a little room to go down? A path? Yeah. Can I, I finish? I, I, yeah. Can I finish? Can I finish? Uh, no new taxes. I, I watched for the first time ever, and it was about a year ago, maybe a little bit less than a year ago. I watched the fast and furious for the first time, first time ever. What's wrong with you? Why are you acting surprised? We actually talked about this on a previous episode. I don't remember that. I'm, I'm, it's okay. I'm viscerally upset. It's so true. 
I watched uh, it opening night and try to drag race home. So Trish, my wife, my wife who hates everything that I love. You needed to do that. I had to do that. <laughs> she is obsessed with these movies. She doesn't watch it. She doesn't listen to our show. She doesn't yeah. watch any of the movies we watch, but she loves these. And so I think we got like Peacock channel or something. I don't know. We got like a password to watch Peacock mm. and they had every single one of them. And I'm like, all right, I just got to break the seal. I'm going to watch it. So I sat down and I watched Fast and Furious and I was about halfway through the movie and I'm like, this is point break. Yeah. And Trish is like, what's point break? And I'm like, You'll see divorce. you'll see under my divorce papers where it says and this the point is, break laws. Well, yeah. you check a box on your divorce papers and it's like, you know, like ir- irreconcilable differences, yeah. like infidelity, didn't know what point break was. It's fair. Yeah. You get everything. I'll kill her. Uh no, I'm just kidding, honey. And You're why right. why would why would you ever say that on a podcast where people can play it back? As, You're on video now, so yeah, people can tell the truth in your you eyes. You see me svetch felting all over the place. Um <laughs> Max, I I in watching this again yesterday, or the way I watched it three days ago, in watching it again, I went back and also rewatched um, <laughs> The Fast and the Furious. For those of you who are fans of The Fast and the Furious, I am not mocking The Fast and the Furious. I actually think it's a testament to how great Point Break is that the model for Point Break, if they had done what they talked about doing originally, which is they were going to do sequels for it, yeah. they could have apparently done 10 Point Breaks and everybody would have been okay with it because that's what they did with Fast and Furious. Can I just give you the the equivalencies that exist? Because Absolutely. they're incredible. So Can I, I name some? Or? I, I'm going to name all the ones I have. If I miss any, you please let me know. Okay. Starting with the plot. The plot is not identical, but it's real close, right? So the main protagonist in both, uh, one is FBI, the other is LAPD, but working with the FBI. Undercover. Goes on, can I Can I, can I finish? I was, can I finish? Yeah, sorry. Can I finish? Yeah. I know you're excited to steal this from me. You tried doing it in the beginning already. Go ahead. Look at me. Let me see your eyes. I love you. I got pretty. I'm not gonna get mad at you this yeah. year. That's goes undercover to infiltrate a gang that's stealing stuff. The gang is involved in some extreme sport or activity. So obviously, Fast and Furious, it's the car driving, you know, Tokyo Drift crap that they do. And <laughs> that's three. <laughs> I'm sorry, whatever it is. And then uh, Point Break, it's surfing. Um, initially suspects a rival gang of being the one that's creating the problem, only to find out that it's his new friends that it's the problem creators, so to speak. Uh, gets very close with the gang. He's infiltrated, falls in love with one of the gang members. Um, Lori Petty obviously is Bodie's ex-girlfriend, whereas family, it's his little sister, yeah. uh, ends up letting the gang leader go at the end of the movie. That's a big parallel. Like, yeah. That doesn't happen very often in these kind of movies. So I think that's a fairly big deal, right? Um, and then he eventually leaves the FBI slash LAPD, which is... I know it's implied at the end of Point Break when it's very implied. Thro- when he throws his badge down, but whatever. He was Who terrible knows? at his job. He should have been arrested. Well, he's still pretty young. I mean, you have to assume at that point he's still, it's only a year or two after the whole incident. So he's 27, 28. It is wild that he went undercover and didn't change his name from a quarterback from Ohio no, State. There's no internet back then. Still. Why? Because he's just out of law school. I People actually know, make, it makes sense. They knew to me. who he was. That's okay, though. Why is that? that well, there's nothing. There's no bad side to that because he played up on that's who he was. I mean, if they find out something, they can kill your family. Well, that's, his, yeah, I mean, I, that's a good point. I guess I don't have an argument against that. Boom. I didn't think about that. Yeah. All right. Both films shot in Los Angeles. Yep. Uh, the fights. So Bodie breaks up the fight between Utah and Warchild. Back off Warchild. Seriously. Then, and then Dom breaks up the fight between Brian and Vince. Yep. Um, Corona. They, they're both in both movies. They're drinking Corona. That's a direct homage. I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Via Condios yeah. is said in both movies. Yeah, that doesn't. Was it Gal Gadot who said it in uh, Fast and Furious? Right, Gal Gadot. No. no, who said it in? Uh... I don't. I don't know. 
She's not in the. She's in like the fourth one. I think it's in the fourth one that they say Viacom. Oh, okay. Videos. Okay. Then yeah. Yeah. Then Gail Godot. Yeah. Yeah. She's in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I couldn't remember. I knew it was in one of them. Sorry, you put pressure on me. Sorry, I put pressure on myself. The tuna sandwich. Yep. Johnny Utah on wheat. And yeah. then uh, what's his face? Uh, what's the actor's name who passed away? Well, I can't think of his name right Paul now. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Hey. Asked, he's like uh, yeah. cut the crust off. Yeah. Do you know what a Paul Walker shot is? Don't say something inappropriate. Okay. Some people love him. For God's sake. I love him too. Just be nice. Okay. Uh, Neptune's net. The restaurant near Malibu featured in both movies. In Point Break, it's where Johnny meets Tyler. And in The Fast and Furious, it's where Brian and Dom go for shrimp. Yep. So that's another one. Uh, one Job Too Many, that classic. Uh, that's in every bank robbery in every one, I have to admit. Um, <laughs> the Street Foot Chase. Uh, and then the Viacon Dios. But that that is, she does say it. I just thought that it was in the first one, but it's not. But no, it's fine. she's not in the first one. Uh, so, Max, what else? Did I miss one? Uh, Any? No. One? No. All right. Which one do you like better? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's cute. I don't know. Fast and Furious is good. You are asking me which movie I like better, Fast or Furious or Point Break. I just want you to marinate on that question for a second. I want you to really legitimately think, what do you think the answer to that question is? Yes. Mm, 2024. Be nice to Max. Be nice to Max. Because we're having a good time. Hey. Hi. Hey, how you doing, buddy? You done with your calming exercises? Yeah, or? well, they're important for me, so what are you doing? Hey, number nine, man. How you doing? How you doing? Do you know who else is number nine? Utah. Matt Stafford. Johnny Utah. So is Matt Stafford. Yeah. He's going to have to play the Lions, who got robbed by <laughs> the Packers in the playoffs. How's it going to feel to lose to Matt Stafford? I'm going to... Max, if you want the ultimate, you got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. <laughs> <laughs> it's not tragic to die doing what you love. Just Losing to Matt that. Stafford? It's going to kill me. Yeah. Uh, I only have a couple more things about the movie and then we'll go into facts about the movie, which I haven't even touched yet. But I, I have to say one scene that I find really funny is when they're playing, uh, when they're night surfing. Yeah. Was it necessary to take a knife to the lighter fluid? Because it had a really nice <laughs> top on it. I know this is kind of like a max point, but like yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like, this is the most unnecessary. I'm a bad, you know, bad, tough guy. The reckless move dude. I've ever seen. Like, also, he has soaked himself in lighter fluid. Like, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> nervous just squirting lighter fluid onto, a, onto that, but whatever. That's fine. Do you know that wasn't at night? Uh, yeah, it was not at night. Yeah, they just filmed it and they darkened it up because Ooh. it was too hard to do at night. You can actually, you can, if you look at it, you can see the shadows of everybody. It's to your earlier point about this being a unique action film, you can feel I'm going to call it the feminine touch, right? Yeah. Um, because there is this sexist, but cool. Well, I don't think it's sexist because I'm saying it in a positive way. The feminine <laughs> touch of this movie is that you feel the the development of the love, love interest, these moments. They're very beautifully shot scenes, the surfing scenes. There's a patience that I don't think Michael Bay would show otherwise. Right. Or I, James Cameron. I mean, because she was married to James Cameron. Animal crackers on Liv Tyler. I got. I felt that. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. I don't want to go. I felt their relationship. That's. It's yeah. true. That is the worst scene <laughs> in, an other, in an otherwise good movie. That is the worst scene. It's I've pretty ever bad. Seen, ever. Yeah, but you remember it. I, yeah. But we're talking I about in, it. I was like, I think I took my high school girlfriend to go see that movie, and I was in that point in my life where that kind of stuff was like cool. Did, I'm like, did you cry at the end? I might have. Yeah, I cry. Little... I cry in everything. I almost cried re watching Point Break again. Really? Just how much? At I what part? Uh, nothing emotional. I just love it. I was so excited. <laughs> no part in general. No, I was just so excited. My eyes watered the whole time. But I was so happy to watch it. To that point, it's very important <laughs> that you get the love connection because. Him jumping out of a plane with no parachute to grab Bodhi is the most... Would you do that for your kids? No. For my kids, yes. Not I, for my wife. Yeah. No. Not yeah. unless she started watching the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's let's talk about that scene. Is that the best scene in the movie? The original skydiving scene, I think, is the best. 
I don't know. I think because when he jumps. the spiritual and like the connection that they know who each other, they know who they are, the yeah. FBI ness and all. Yeah. And there's and they're doing the backpack thing and messing around. Like, no, I got it. Are we gonna just sit here? Or, you know, what I mean, I just think the way they filmed that is so beautiful. Like, you were you expect the first time you saw that, you're like, oh my god, they're skydiving now, and it's unbelievably shot. Here's another question: Does anybody go? If anybody out there has been skydiving, and you obviously you go with someone who knows what they're doing, like a trainer or yeah. a teacher. Every single person has to turn to you and say, Max, you're about to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. How do you feel about that? It's like, really is, good. Is that not like the go-to statement for anyone who skydives? Or are we just going to sit here and J off? <laughs> yeah. Or K off. Or elemental P off. K off? Yeah. K offs. K offs. <laughs> Talk about practice. Um, I love that Rosie, uh, they says Rosie from Air Force One. They were they refer to the plane at the end as Air Force One. Oh yeah, all yeah, yeah. That's something yeah. I just picked. Rosie's an animal. Rosie's an animal. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Uh, I think the scene where he jumped. So you know what it reminded me of was uh, 007, which is the one where they had the. Oh man, was it License to Kill? I got a license to kill. Remember the beginning of the movie? There's the parachuting. Was that License? No, to kill? that's the other Timothy Dalton one with uh, Ho Ho Ho. I have a machine gun. Oh yeah, but that's not License to Kill. No, that's the, that's the other one. What is it called? The Living Daylights. Yes. Yes. That's the one. But I only know the song. I got a license <laughs> to kill. So the Living Daylights has a similar, like, really cool parachuting scene, yeah. skydiving scene. But this takes the cake. Right? It does. Like, is there anything better than this? No. From a skydiving in which, the air? I which mean, is strange. You think 20, 30 years later. Because it's always a cool shot. Yeah. Has any other movie even tried it really? Yeah. yeah like, I mean, people, I've seen movies that have skydiving stuff in it. This is just my favorite. Mostly. 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 Mostly because Mostly I love the characters in it. Okay. Uh, I only have two more things movie-wise, then we'll go to the facts. Um, <laughs> there, I know there's like a whole subgenre of, or what do they call it in Reddit? Sub-thread? Or what is it? Subgenre. Sub, sub, yeah, so whatever. Yeah. Of people making fun of Keanu Reeves and his inability to act, which I stand by this. I think that that's crap. Like, he's a great actor. He just, ha- he is, as Walken, has his Walken-ness. Yeah. Keanu has his Keanu-ness. But there is one part at the end of the movie that, to me, I love, but it's so Keanu Reeves. I know what it is. I bet you know what it is. Does he have handcuffs on? No. Okay. It's when he throws the mask. Yeah. And uh, throws the Reagan mask yep. onto the onto the sand, right? Because Bodhi's just sitting, staring off at the big waves, and he goes, lose something, brah. <laughs> That sentence for me does it. Yeah. It does, I'm, I'm like, dude, that is Bill S. Preston Esquire. Yeah. You oh, no, gotta, sorry. That's Ted Theodore yeah. Logan. Shame on me. You that gotta go Theod- down. <laughs> it's it's the way. What are you about- doing, man? I am an FBI agent. I Wild, can listen to that a it? million times, dude. Yeah. A million times. That was the most quotable thing of this movie, right? I am an FBI agent. Yeah. Uh, you talking me too is the most quotable scene in the entire. And by the way, that was all improv by uh, Gary Busey. Really? And I'll throw something else out there too. The going back to the Fast and Furious because. I know you know this, but since you have no memory of things whatsoever, I want to repeat it. In Point Break, you've got Pappas, Angelo Pappas, right? Yeah. Who is the mentor, partner, friend. 20 years on the force. Yeah. In Fast and Furious, you've got a guy by the name of Sergeant Tanner. Yeah, he's kind of an old fart. Yeah. Do you know who that is, Max? Because here's here's the biggest. He sim- reminds me of the Beverly Hills Taggart guy. No, here is the similarity, the single biggest similarity between the Fast and the Furious and Point Break. Gary Busey is a wild, ridiculous human being. Like yeah. there, there's only one Gary Busey in the world. Well, there's Jake Busey. Yeah, that's true. But Jake <laughs> Busey's no Gary Busey. We would he's agree. close. He's not. He's not Gary Busey. Do you know the only other person I know who's got that feel to him? 
Who is it? Oh, good. Oh, my God. Is it Ted, Ted Levine? Levine? No way. Ted Levine. Buffalo Bill from Silence of the that. Lambs yeah. is freaking Sergeant Tanner. He's pretty mild in that movie, He's though. super mild, yeah. but, you can, but you can hear it creep out of his voice yeah. like when uh, when they're like in the movie. He's like, oh. Like, he'll just like, uh. and I can immediately tell it's Buffalo Bill. <laughs> That's the biggest similarity between the two movies is Busey and uh, Ted Levine. I love that, actually. I'd love to have a buddy cop movie with uh, Busey and Ted Levine. Now? today 80s they're <laughs> <laughs> so good all right max let's talk about facts what do you got talk to me about this movie swayze was obsessed with skydiving so much so that the studio had to put a cease and desist letter for him not to <laughs> skydive anymore yeah 55 uh jumps in yeah. the whole movie so even on the days when they had his stunt double doing the skydiving he would go skydiving on his own time just as like an fu to the studio. Oh my god. So when he says adios amigo, that's actually him skydiving. Yeah. So I mean, you can tell he's just an athletic dude like he's doing the spins and flips and all. Dude, he's a thoroughbred. Yeah. None of them knew how to surf. So Lori Petty, yep. Keanu Reeves, and Patrick Swayze didn't know how to surf. They headed to Kauai, Hawaii. That's awesome. And by the way, I don't know if you know this or not, that is where me and my entire family are going in March for our first big Shapiro family vacation. Are you going to like go to the sites? No. But uh, there's uh, they didn't shoot stuff in Kauai. Oh. They just went there to train. Maybe find the beach where they were like. So Kauai stuff. is where Jurassic Park was shot, though. Okay. So I think I can go yeah. check out some of that. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Max, you actually <laughs> hit notes that sounded like the actual song. Oh, oh man, Mr. DNA is in me. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. That's a great cut. I'm gonna put that on a soundboard. <laughs> Mr. DNA is in me. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, that's incredible. I'm sorry. All right, this I know you love. This is some of your favorite stuff. Uh, the original title was Johnny Utah, which, by the way, I would be totally fine with it being called Johnny Utah. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. I know what you're going to go with. You just hold on. you got your lips are moving. I know you want to say No, it. I'm just curious if it would have worked. No, would've... it would have worked for okay. sure. Then they changed that to the Riders on the Storm. Yeah, the Doors. The Doors. But halfway through filming, while they were learning about surfing, they switched it to Point Break. The first time you heard the name of the title, did you know what that meant? I had meant? no idea what it meant. Yeah. I didn't know what it meant until I saw the movie. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- without question. So I, they were concerned it didn't have enough to do with surfing with Johnny Utah. They kind of defeated the purpose. Point Break, no one really knew in 91. You couldn't look up and on then, Google. And yet it didn't matter. Yeah. That's the well, best that, part. That uh, poster is one of the great posters of all time. It's really amazing. It's Swayze on top, yeah. Keanu on the bottom, and kind of a wave like behind them. Yeah. And you're like, what is this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, think about the audacity of this movie. Yeah. You, you know, Bigelow fought for Keanu Reeves to be Johnny Utah. They did not want him. And nobody wanted him because prior to that, all he was was uh, dramatic and comedy. Yeah. It you was uh, Parenthood. Art House and little art house films. Parenthood, River's Edge. Come on. Uh, Young Blood. Yeah, there you go. Ed. Young Blood is what I was yeah. waiting for. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the ultimate bar trivia night question. Yeah. What? Two movies yeah. where Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze in together, people will be like point break and then they'll freeze. And you got to remember Youngblood. Thank God for your sport for middle aged white boys. White, middle, w- middleweight while he's. Yeah, nah, sorry, you got gaming. it. The best part about uh, Youngblood is that Patrick Swayze was a really good football player who got a knee injury yep. and went into acting. Keanu Reeves was a really good hockey player who yeah. got a knee injury and went into acting. And point break, Johnny Utah, yeah. really good football player, got a knee injury and went into bank robbing. They, they, so, they call Keanu the wall in high school. I know. That's a great name. It it's is not good as good name. as Freight Train, but it's a really good name. <laughs> Second unit director and stunt coordinator Glenn Wilder held flight training held fight training sessions, if I could read, for the cast on the weekends because Catherine Bigelow didn't want anybody using stunt doubles for yep. anything. Swayze was emphatic about stunt doubles however he did have a stunt about not double. using them, yeah. yeah about not using them however he did use them in the chase scene uh where he's wearing the mask because he was shooting ghost yeah 
And that was the only scene, but everything else, they were both, all of them were like, yeah, we want to do our own fight scenes. We want to do our own fight coordinating. Except one person. Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. Who, because he refused to learn how to fight, they knocked him out cold in the first fight <laughs> so that he wasn't a part of what was going on, he which is a, amazing. He has a great scream when he gets shot in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah. I'm sure you can do it. It's yeah. classic. Um, what else do we have here? Counter Reeves observed real FBI agents in LA. I, I do love when actors and actresses do this and they kind of learn how to do things. He also practiced. Wouldn't you do that if you're an actor? I totally would. Yeah. That's your life. Your life is just taking every little ho- hobby that you ever wanted to yeah. have and like living it out as a dream. He also practiced with UCLA quarterback coaches to help with his football scenes. So I wonder if Mark Harmon was playing at Right? Uh, I would love to figure out like what coaches. At UCLA? Uh, that'd be a fun interview. Wait, no, 91. Was Troy Aikman the quarter? 89. Okay. Remember, in 88 was probably when he was training with him was Troy Aikman the quarterback of the UCLA man if only, you had, if only you had a machine that you could use to look these things up I'm, oh look I'm at that because we're having a good time and that gives me a second to take a sip of water while you're yeah. using your computer 87 to 88 he might have he might have thrown court like pigskin well with, remember uh, he was there with the coaches not the players yeah but maybe the maybe possibly. the players were around I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say you're wrong yeah we'll have to ask Troy Aikman we'll have him on the show he seems cool uh, not a huge Aikman fan, but whatever. That's just well, because it's the Cowboys That's who your, just beat you. Gosh darn right. You are gosh darn right. Touchbacks in the end zone are a joke. Oh, please stop. Please. Just Do you stop. like that rule or no? I don't mind it at all. Yeah. Makes sense. There has to be a high consequence for fumbling out of the back yeah. of your end zone. So. Oh, by the way, this, this movie gave me a good shower thought. If I had a band that I needed to name, I was thinking about the ex-presidents, I'd be Thrill Clinton and the Saxahose. <sighs> Nothing? When you, when you had that thought, yeah, and you were like, "I'm going to share that," was there part of you that thought that it would be received well? Three percent. Okay. Yeah. Maybe just hear me out. Yeah. Unless you're at seventy five percent, keep it to yourself. That's not the show, though. <laughs> that's what I'd like the show to be. It would be, really me, like it would be me silent the whole time. But that's not true. Fifty percent. Yeah. Fifty one percent. A little bit more than half. Of you has to believe that what you're going to say is actually good. Do you that's, know? What Bo- do you know what Bodhi means? <laughs> Tell me, what does Bodhi mean? Did you know or no? Uh, something with Buddhist, right? Yeah, so Bodhisattva is the full name that he, it is. It means enlightened being who comes out of compassion, uh, who out of compassion forgoes nirvana to save others. Okay. It's like wakefulness. Wakefulness, got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kind of new parts of that. Bodhi's great. It's a great name for him. Um, Do you think it's his real name or you think he like took it on? I don't know. Probably took it on. Yeah. He doesn't mention his parents, really. No. Yeah. No. Are these Seems like an are these boy. the types of questions that I just spoke to you about having a more of a fifty one percent? I thought you were excited about these. About knowing about Bodhi's parents, about answering those questions. You like making stories. Why do you? No, I'm not gonna be mean. You're doing your best. You're just doing your best. You're just trying. It's not good enough. You no, know, you're doing your best. You're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. All right, go on to another fact. Uh, the beach spot. This is the best fact in the world. You brought it up last week. It is the single greatest fact about Point Break. Yep. The beach spot where the football game is played is the same beach spot where the soccer game is played in the Karate Kid 1984. Well, it's where he meets Alan. I have a lot of room. I can't do the full yeah. crane kick. You look like a T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> it's where he meets Allie. Is that where he meets Allie? Is that where he meets Allie? It's important. I do think that the people don't know that the soccer scene on the beach in the Karate Kid is where he meets Allie. I wanted to emphasize how much you love. Elizabeth does he meet Allie? He does. Does he meet Allie? Yeah. Bodie meets Allie and grooms her. Oh man, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> totally redeem yourself. Yeah, and like a good grooming joke to get the morning started. Unbelievable. So, do you think they actually liked playing football? Like surfers? Surfers didn't seem like very. Stop. Like, okay. You're doing one of those questions. Nobody okay, cares sorry. about. That's all right. All You're right. trying. You're doing yep. your best. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not being that mean. I am being mean. It's going to be such a bad look on film because yeah. people are going to see the regret in my face yeah. when I'm mean to you, which I shouldn't even regret it. The film, this is incredible. If this ever happened to me, if I ever was lucky enough to be a part of this, it'd be the highlight of my life. The film inspired a piece of cult theater called Point Break Live. Do you know about this? No. <laughs> You're missing out. In, in this, the role of Johnny Utah is played by an audience member. So it gets chosen by just random. Like they're all there. They pick a random audience member. The new Keanu reads all of his or her lines from cue cards during the duration of the show to capture the rawness of Keanu Reeves' performance, even though <laughs> I can't even read the rest of this. It's so absurd. So you understand what happens. They yeah. do They do a live show. They pick someone they out. They pick someone out yeah. with like no experience and have them read off cue cards. Why can't I say how I feel? Thank you. However, here's the best part. In 2013, Gary Busey attended a performance and joined them. And Lori Petty would also show up and participate as well. So they were Keanu? Yeah. No. Oh, they were they were themselves in the roles. I don't know. The whole point of it, I don't know if they remember their lines. I thought that you meant they were in the crowd and yeah. they got picked out. Yeah. What? <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. It's good. Live radio. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I think you mentioned the Pogo Cam. So Catherine Bigelow used a stripped-down 35-millimeter camera named Pogo Cam. The camera weighed about eight pounds, and it was on a gyro stabilizer borrowed from the Steadicam. A wire was looped through the camera, which gave uh, James Murrow, who's their camera guy, the rough idea of the frame, and they were able to follow the actors at a breakneck pace. Unbelievable. It's, it was it's very, very cool. Very cool, yes. Uh, James Cameron, I told you, helped write, helped rewrite the script with her, but uncredited. What other facts do you have? Because I'm ripping through. Oh, I got one more. Uh, the guy who played Gromit. Um, I mentioned their names at the beginning. Bo Jesse Christopher played Gromit, and John Philbin played Nathaniel. Those guys were pro surfers that just happened. It's uh, really like cool. acting on the side. Yeah, it's like Tony Hawk, and, and uh, they felt like yeah. the most reasonable yeah. like surfer dudes. And your balls are like this big, man. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure we can't say balls, but that's fine. Wow. You're good. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> Why not? New year. Let's have fun. <laughs> three years. Three yeah. years of doing the podcast and trying to work on you not saying things you can't say. And here we are. So do you know who the just studio the, wanted for Johnny Utah? A lot of people. Well, who no. Who, who the main guy was? Not Broderick. It was, was it Broderick? A jo- no, it was Johnny, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Okay. Which could have worked. So I got Matthew Broderick was originally offered the role. That's the worst idea on the face ever, of the earth. Ever. Uh, Can you imagine him surfing? Charlie Sheen, William Defoe, and Val Kilmer. So she- Val, Val, hold on. Yeah. Hold on on your Sheen. Let me ask you a question. Could Val Kilmer have done it? Is he too cool? Because, like, he, he should be Bodhi, right? Could could Val Kilmer have done Bodhi? That's a yes. great question. He could have done Bodhi. He's the only other guy. That blonde can sing, can dance, can do it all. Today, athletic. today, who could do Bodhi? Huh. Zac Efron? Because you want to be He's him? not spiritual enough. Too uh, pretty. He's too pretty without the Channing spiritual. Channing Tatum? Too old at this point? Oh, I know who. Glenn Powell Jr. Yeah, maybe. You know the guy from uh, yeah, Top yeah, Gun. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, him and actually get him back together with uh, Miles Teller. Miles yeah. Teller could have been both. Uh, uh, Utah. Yeah, Utah. it works. Utah. <laughs> Mark Rosenstein, <laughs> Johnny Utah. <laughs> Roast beef sandwich. Do you know there was uh, references to uh, Dirty Dancing in this movie? Yes. Um, when Bodie sees Utah's surfboard, he yeah. says, I used to have an old you? 57 yeah. Chevy like that. Yeah. And that was what he had in Dirty, uh, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. So this, I thought, was a, a nod to Roadhouse, but... 
They mentioned something about going to eat at Patrick's Road Roadhouse. When yep. you hear that, you're like Patrick's Road Roadhouse. House. But there's actually a restaurant called Patrick's Roadhouse. Just a coincidence. Yeah, just a very big coincidence, I suppose. Um, what else? Uh, Ridley Scott was the first choice to direct the movie. He instead did Thelma and Louise. He could have killed. I didn't this. realize he did Thelma and Louise. Really? Yeah. It's very out of his like realm. That's but exactly. it's it's his big '90s movie. Do you know how many times the F word was said in this movie? 106. 105. Dang, you were close. I was close. It took 77 days to shoot. That's a that's a normal like movie set, isn't it? Or is that quick? Two months. That feels super quick. Okay, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially with all like the action and stuff. All right, all right. But here's my favorite fact. What's your favorite fact? There was a scene in the movie that was cut. I don't know where it is or who has it. Elizabeth Berkeley had a scene. Oh yeah, I did know about that, but it's not. In I'm there. so scared. I know. Um, do you know that Viacon Dios was also set in Red Dawn? Yeah, it's by the general, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, you it's like the last it. thing said to Swayze before he dies. Uh, does he say it? No, the general says it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Him. It was the last words spoken to Patrick Swayze's character, yeah. Jed, was Viacondius. It's go with God, right? Yeah. 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 They say it on that TV show in King of the Hill that they keep watching, the Hispanic one, where like a priest is killing everybody. Oh, yeah. Okay. Viacondius. It's like his big thing. Um, When I watched, when I rewatched this and they did the drug bust and they had the undercover DEA guy, that's Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Want to give my nerdiest fact right now? Give me your nerdiest fact. What do you got? The members of the ex-presidents are killed in chronological order of their presidency. Ooh. So you got Nixon, yeah, LBJ, yeah, Carter, yeah. Reagan. Oh, man. It's pretty good. That is really good. I wonder, I mean, I think they planned that. Um, I think I mentioned that Utah, Give Me Two, was ad-libbed by... Uh, was it re- So they had to, like, make meatball subs on the fly? Well, they may have been going to get the meatball okay, subs. Okay, got it. But Utah, Get Me Two, got was it. ad-libbed by Busey. Okay, that's fair. That's probably more what happened. Yeah, well, I don't know. Busey seems like a meatball guy. I couldn't believe Keanu got a tuna sub at ten thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that, it's gross. Ten o'clock in the morning. I, I've eaten a I've eaten a tuna sandwich. Well, at you live dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> to get the ultimate rush, you got to pay the ultimate price. It's not bad to die doing what you love. Having two meatball subs at ten o'clock in the morning. They are terrible cops, by the way. You're a terrible cop, Max. Do you have anything else on this movie? Uh, body count was ten. That's not too bad. No, not for an action thriller. Uh, for someone who was so against violence as Bodie was, it's kind of a I mean, it's a bummer. All right, let's do a recast. We kind of quasi did one, but if you had to recast, let's do Johnny Utah. If you had to recast Johnny Utah with someone else from the 90s. 90s, okay. The 90s. Uh, and pick the movie in which you would pluck him from. Okay. And you can't pick uh, Keanu Reeves from Speed. I know. So small, t- like, cop who's kind of coming along as a rookie. I weirdly like Chris Rock in uh, Lethal Weapon 4. Is that weird? Yeah, I... I'm not sure you understand the assignment, so I'll explain it again. You want to pick someone who would do as good of a job, if not a better job, in the role. I got nervous. And Chris Rock (laughs) as Johnny Utah is unquestionably the worst answer you could give. Oh, uh, I would go... Richard Dreyfuss, Let It Ride? (laughs) No. Uh, Will Smith, Men in Black. Because he's like the rookie learning the stuff from Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, these are all terrible answers. Tommy Lee Jones' Pappas would be good. I want uh give me two. Give me Mark <laughs> Hamill. Mark Hamill? Yeah, Return of the Jedi. That's 80s. Return of the Jedi is 80s. It's yeah, 83. Right. Give me Mark Hamill, Return of the Jedi. That's not that's the same thing. Oh, right, right, right. You can't how about Mark stop, Hamill stop Empire doing... Strikes Back? That's worse. I want Mark Hamill. 
<laughs> I need him. I, 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 I want the knives. So you want 45-year-old Mark Hamill yeah. as the rookie as cop. As a 25-year-old rookie cop, Johnny <laughs> Utah. Give me doing Mike, the jerk, give me doing Mike, the joke for give me, give me Mark Hamill? Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. You know, he probably could play Bodie, actually. No, he could not. Well, he's all spiritual now. You're not good with this. <laughs> I'm sorry that we did it. And on that note, uh, Max, we don't have a, a fan spotlight because you uh, screwed it up. So that's, a, that's always fun to start off our new podcast. We'll have to start those up again next week. And this concludes really? our first episode on video. I don't want to hear your excuses. Keep it to yourself. Keep are, it to yourself. Are we going to talk about the cast a little bit more or no? Oh, yeah. We probably should do that, too. <laughs> All right, fine. Talk about the cast. What do you got? Well, I was blown away by the writers because they really didn't do anything else. So Rich King. <laughs> like I just literally tried to end the episode. And yeah. I'm back like, to life. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Live. Uh, he did weird TV no series disassemble. stuff. So W. Peter Liff is the guy who actually like wrote this for $6,000, like the main script. Look up his picture online on I IMDb. I don't want to. Okay. He just seems like a cool dude. He's You're got a cigar cool and a bandana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wrote Patriot Games. Pretty good. Oh, that's a great movie. Varsity Blues. Oh. Man. So that and that's it. Playing West Com, playing playing football for West. Com- oh man, am I butchering this? <laughs> no pressure. I'm to- pl- playing West Canton. West Cayman. Playing West Cayman football might have been the opportunity of a lifetime for you, but I don't want your life. Good one. Nailed yeah, it. It took too long. <laughs> Jerk. Is don't this- disrespect me on the show. <laughs> Is this the best Swayze role? Because he goes on that run where it's Roadhouse. This next of kin, ghost next of kin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sneaking it's terrible. Right um, can I can I just can I create a distinction between no nope. what his best role is and what my favorite role is? Sure. This is my favorite role of him. I don't know that it's his best role. Okay, what's is, his is best? That fair? Yeah. Ghost is probably his best role. It's really good. Ghost is really good. Ghost is great. Ghost is one of the best movies ever made. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it is good. You can take your love with you. Yeah. They let you take it. I don't know why I'm doing the bit. You have to take in the <laughs> darkness. You take your love with you in the darkness. It's the scariest representation of death I've ever seen. Yeah. But the shadows just get you and scream. <laughs> you you get you don't like the screams. No. But uh I think Swayze in this movie might be the coolest character of all time. Yeah, Bodie, that I will agree. So if you want to talk about Swayze's coolest character. Yeah. No question. This is it's it. It's point break. Yeah. I mean, like, it's the hair. How about Dalton? I don't know. Dalton's really cool. Yeah, it is. And we argued this before which one's like better, and I lean towards Bodie. But when you're talking like pure cool fat, I don't know, man. It's hard. It's amazing that. I'm totally contradicting my earlier statement. Well, they're both him. It's crazy. Yeah. You got three rules. Yeah. Versus, I don't know. Bodie is, Bodie's. Keanu in real life is probably like him and Swayze probably nowadays would have been buddies if God, Swayze. What a bummer that he died. Man. It is crazy. He blames it on all the smoking he did. Sixty cigarettes a day. Yeah, and he was a alcoholic. Oh, I didn't know that part of it. Bottle a day kind of guy. No, that's a bummer, man. Swayze Which, was the best. Talk about genetics that like I he know. still he never looked like I heavy. Know. Well, but I I mean I also heard I mean he probably got better as he got older, but I heard he was a little bit of a prick. What's her face from Dirty Dancing? Couldn't stand her. Oh yeah, he's very intense about his stuff. Yeah, like whereas like Keanu, I have never in my entire life heard a bad word about Keanu Reeves. There's not a single thing out there. Not a single thing. Also, yeah. he might be a vampire and might be 600 years old. Yeah, you've seen that theory. Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm fine with that too. Yeah, he deserved it. Whatever he sold, how sold his soul to the devil. Whatever he needed to do, I'm fine with it. Yeah, and Next. he's been through some stuff like motorcycle accidents yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know like. People dying around him. His sister, River, right? Uh, his, or his wife? No. What uh, happened? His, his girlfriend, his Jennifer Simey, died in a car accident. His daughter passed. Mm. And uh, also, uh, River Phoenix was one of his best friends. That's right. And he was there at the Viper Room. Ugh. Uh, all right, Max. I think we've 
well covered the show. Okay. All right. Um, well, don't say okay. Do you disagree? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Gary, I don't, I don't Gary get... Busey, six feet tall, and he's a great drummer. And thus, we know we're done with the episode. Max, we've concluded <laughs> our first 90s movie episode, also our first video. A reminder, please subscribe, follow, support the show, patreon.com slash tower. Uh, big shout out to 80stees.com, our wonderful sponsor for these incredible shirts and masks. I'd like to get you a different mask every week. I want to take your face off. We get to do that, too. We do get to do that. The, Are you a Travolta man or a cage boy? I don't know. But that's a great question for that episode <laughs> and not for me trying to wrap this one up, Max. So as usual, thank you so much for joining the show. I'm Mo Shapiro. He's Max Sanders. And that's buzzing the tin. No, I'm kidding. Uh, how do you want to end the show? I'm begging you, tell me where she is, and I walk away. You walk away. I walk away. That's beautiful, John. Bye, Dios, Max. <laughs>